and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar. You know, the more I study the Bible, the more I realize that every single book from Genesis to Revelation all point to Jesus. In the Old Testament, Jesus is predicted. In the New Testament, he is revealed, preached, explained, and expected. You find him everywhere because Jesus is the hero of the entire Bible. I've covered most of the New Testament, and you can find those studies on my blog. This next series is a hunt for Jesus in the Old Testament. It's how God's story becomes our story when we invite him into our lives. It will help us get to know God better, more intimately. And that's what he wants. He wants a relationship with us. Yes, you and me. I pray that as you hear this message, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to study what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. Exodus 19 to 24, God lays down the law. No idols is the most important. The Israelites reach Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. Here, God gives them the Ten Commandments, as well as a lot of other rules they need to follow. However, keep in mind that God saved the people first, then he presented the commandments and laws. The crucial point here is God's salvation is not based on obedience. He is the God who saves before he commands. Let's dig in. We're in Exodus 19. So exactly two months after the Israelites left Egypt, they arrived in the wilderness of Sinai. After breaking camp at Rephidim, they came to the wilderness of Sinai and set up camp there at the base of Mount Sinai. Then Moses climbed the mountain to appear before God. The Lord called to him from the mountain and said, Give these instructions to the family of Jacob. Announce it to the descendants of Israel. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians. You know how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, if you will obey me and keep my covenant, you will be my own special treasure from among all the peoples on earth. For all the earth belongs to me, and you will be my kingdom of priests, my holy nation. This is the message you must give to the people of Israel. So Moses returned from the mountain and called together the elders of the people and told them everything the Lord had commanded him. And all the people responded together, we will do everything the Lord has commanded. So Moses brought the people's answer back to the Lord. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will come to you in a thick cloud, Moses, so the people themselves can hear me when I speak to you. Then they will always trust you. Moses told the Lord what the people had said. Then the Lord told Moses, go down and prepare the people for my arrival. Consecrate them today and tomorrow and have them wash their clothing. Be sure they are ready on the third day for all. For on that day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai as all the people watch. Mark off a boundary all around the mountain. Warn the people, be careful, do not go up on the mountain or even touch its boundaries. Anyone who touches the mountain will certainly be put to death. No hand may touch the, this person or animal that crosses the boundary. Instead, stone them or shoot them with arrows. They must be put to death. However, when the ram's horn sounds a long blast, then the people may go up on the mountain. So Moses went down to the people. 
He consecrated them for worship and they washed their clothes. And he told them, get ready for the third day and until then abstain from having sexual intercourse. On the morning of the third day, thunder roared and lightning flashed and a dense cloud came down on the mountain. There was a long, loud blast from a ram's horn and all the people trembled. Moses led them out from the camp to meet with God and they stood at the foot of the mountain. All of Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord had descended on it in the form of fire. The smoke billowed into the sky like smoke from a brick kiln. And the whole mountain shook violently. As the blast of the ram's horn grew louder and louder, Moses spoke and God thundered his reply. The Lord came down on the top of Mount Sinai and called Moses to the top of the mountain. So Moses climbed the mountain. Then the Lord said to Moses, go back down and warn the people not to break through the boundaries to see the Lord or they will die. Even the priests who regularly come near to the Lord must purify themselves so that the Lord does not break out and destroy them. But Lord, Moses protested, the people cannot come up to Mount Sinai. You already warned us. You told me, mark off a boundary all around the mountain to set it apart as holy. But the Lord said, go down and bring Aaron back up with you. In the meantime, do not let the priests or the people break through to approach the Lord or he will break out and destroy them. So Moses went down to the people and told them what the Lord had said. It was Exodus 19. So God then gave the people the Ten Commandments. Now I recently did a deep dive into the Ten Commandments as they relate to uh, uh, Jesus's two great commandments. And you can check them out in my blog. You can click out over there. So I've got commandments one through four and then commandments five through 10 because they fall perfectly with, with Jesus's um, uh, commandment. Um, okay, so we're gonna go. We're gonna pick up Exodus 20 in verse 18. When the people heard the thunder and the loud blast of the ram's horn, and when they saw the flashes of lightning and the smoke billowing from the mountain, they stood at a distance, trembling with fear. And they said to Moses, "You speak to us, and we listen, but don't let God speak directly to us, or we will die." Don't be afraid, Moses answered them, for God has come in this way to test you, so that your fear of Him will keep you from sinning. As the people stood in the distance, Moses approached the dark cloud where God was. And the Lord said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel. You saw for yourselves that I spoke to you from heaven. Remember, you must not make any idols of silver or gold to rival me. Build for me an altar made of earth and offer your sacrifices to me, your burnt offerings and peace offerings, your sheep, goats, and your cattle. Build my altar wherever I cause my name to be remembered and I will come to you and bless you. If you use stones to build my altar, I'll use only natural uncut stones. Do not shape the stones with a tool for that would make the altar unfit for holy use. And do not approach my altar by going up steps. If you do, some might look up under your clothing and see your nakedness. Yeah, get specific. All right. Well, next in Exodus 21 to 23, God shows that he hates injustice as he covers the fair treatment of slaves, cases of personal injury, protection of property, social responsibility, and a call for justice. Basically, what he does here is he takes the, you know, the, 
the Ten Commandments, and he and he and he gives specific examples. You know, like like um, just to make sure that the people understand it. I'm not going to go into them. You can read them yourself in Exodus 21 to 23. I'm going to pick it up in Exodus 23 verse 13. Play, pay close, close attention to my instructions. You must not call on the name of any other gods. Do not even speak their names. Three annual festivals. Verse 14. Each year you must celebrate three festivals in my honor. First, celebrate the festival of unleavened bread. For seven days, the bread you eat must be made without yeast, just as I commanded you. Celebrate this festival annually at the appointed time in early spring in the month of Abib, for that is the anniversary of your departure from Egypt. No one may appear before me without an offering. That's that's Passover what he's talking about. Second, celebrate the festival of harvest or weeks, which is Pentecost, when you bring me the first crops of your harvest. Finally, celebrate the festival of the final harvest, which is the tabernacles or Sukkot. At the end of the harvest season, when you have harvested all the crops from your fields, all these three times each year, every man in Israel must appear before the sovereign, the Lord. You must not offer the blood of my sacrificial offerings together with any baked goods containing yeast. And do not leave the fat from the festival offerings until the next morning. And remember, yeast represents sin. And blood cleanses. So you don't want to mix the sin with the cleansing blood, okay? Just like Jesus had no sin, but his blood cleanses us. Verse 19, as you harvest your crops, bring the very best of the first harvest to the house of the Lord your God. A promise of the Lord's presence. See, I am sending an angel before you to protect you on your journey and lead you safely to the place I have prepared for you, the promised land. Pay close attention to him and obey his instructions. Do not rebel against him, for he is my representative, and he will not forget your forgive your rebellion. But if you are careful to obey him, following all my instructions, then I will be an enemy to your enemies, and I will oppose those who oppose you. For my angel will go before you and bring you into the land of the Amorites, the Hittites, the Pharisites, the Canaanites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, so you may live there. And I will destroy them completely. You must not worship the gods of these nations or serve them in any way or imitate their evil practices. Instead, you must utterly destroy them and smash their sacred pillars. Hmm. You must serve only the Lord your God. If you do, I will bless you with food and water, and I will protect you from illness. There will be no miscarriages or infertility in your land, and I will give you long and full lives. I will send my terror ahead of you and create panic among all the people whose lands you invade. I will make all your enemies turn and run. I will send terror ahead of you to drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites, and the Hittites. But I will not drive them out in a single year because the land would become desolate and the wild animals will multiply and threaten you. I will drive them out a little at a time until your population has increased enough to take possession of the land. Now pay attention to this one because this is kind of appropriate with what's going on in Israel today. Verse 31, so we're Exodus 
2331. And I will fix your boundaries from the Red Sea to the Mediterranean Sea and from the Eastern Wilderness to the Euphrates River. The Euphrates River is in Iraq. Is in Iraq. And I will hand you, oh, I will hand over to you the people now living in the land, and you will drive them out ahead of you. Make no treaties with them or their gods. They must not live in your land, or they will cause you to sin against me. If you serve their gods, you will be caught in the trap of idolatry. Exodus 24. Then the Lord instructed Moses, come up here to me and bring along Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and 70 of Israel's elders. All of you must worship from a distance. Only Moses is allowed to come near to the, near to the Lord. The others must not come near, and none of the other people are allowed to climb up the mountain with him. Then Moses went down to the people and repeated all the instructions and regulations the Lord had given him. All the people answered with one voice, we will do everything the Lord has commanded. So they say. Then Moses carefully wrote down all the Lord's instructions. Early the next morning, Moses got up and built an altar at the foot of the mountain. He also set up 12 pillars, one for each of the 12 tribes of Israel. Then he sent some of the young Israelite men to present to present burnt offerings and to sacrifice bulls as peace offerings to the Lord. Moses drained half the blood from these animals into basins. The other half he splattered against the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it out loud, read it aloud to the people. Again, they responded, we will do everything the Lord has commanded. We will obey. Then Moses took the blood from the basins and splattered it over the people, declaring, look, this blood confirms the covenant the Lord has made with you in giving you these instructions. Then Moses, Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and the 70 elders of Israel climbed up the mountain. There they saw the God of Israel. Under his feet, there seemed to be a surface of brilliant blue lapis lazuli as clear as the sky itself. And though these nobles of Israel gazed upon God, he did not destroy them. In fact, they ate a covenant meal, eating and drinking in his presence. Then the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain, stay there, and I will give you the tablets of stone on which I have inscribed the instructions and commands so you can teach the people. So Moses and his assistant Joshua set out and Moses climbed up the mountain of God. Moses told the elders, stay here and wait for us until we come back. Aaron and her are here with you. If anyone has a dispute while I'm gone, consult with them. Then Moses climbed up the mountain and the cloud covered it. And the glory of the Lord settled down on Mount Sinai and the cloud covered it for six days. On the seventh day, the Lord called to Moses from inside the cloud. To the Israelites at the foot of the mountain, the glory of the Lord appeared at, at the summit like a consuming fire. Then Moses disappeared into the cloud as he had climbed higher up the mountain. He remained on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. So where is Jesus in all of this? Because the purpose of doing this is showing Jesus in the Old Testament. 
Well, I defer here to Jesus and all of Exodus, a video devotional from the free YouVersion Bible app. And it reads, Jesus himself picks up on these laws in his teaching, Matthew 5, 38 to 40. But like the social laws in Exodus, his teaching about the law was not only about our obedience. The way Jesus spoke about the law shows us who he is and what he was on earth to do. For we have done evil to God. We deserved eye for eye punishment for that. But Jesus turned the other cheek and took the eye for eye, tooth for tooth punishments we deserved on the cross. Jesus is the only one who never broke a single one of God's laws, but died as if he did on behalf of those who had. Even more, the kind of just and fair society the law tried to make through its commands is actually fulfilled in the people who are saved by Jesus. By perfectly fulfilling the social laws toward us, Jesus trains us into people who can fulfill them toward others. Since he loved us when we were poor, marginalized foreigners, we can love anyone from anyone, no matter, no matter their standing position or background. Jesus puts his own spirit within us that actually forms us into his own image. God is creating a society in his church that provides for the vulnerable and defends the defenseless. But the ultimate and perfect society God wants to create is still in the future. When Jesus returns, he will finally create the perfect society that reflects his character. And you can see that in Revelation 21. There will be no tears, no pain, and people will live at peace with one another. Again, that's from Jesus in all of Exodus, a video devotional. And it's available for free in the YouVersion Bible app. Okay. Kind of get the picture here. No idols. One thing is very clear. God wants us to worship him and him only. And we will see shortly what happens when the people forget this. You think with how many times God's disdain for idolatry is written and repeated in God's word that people would get it. But no. If people aren't worshiping Mary and the saints, they worship money, people, or themselves. This, my friend, leads to death, and certainly not to God's presence. And I invite you to click on over to my blog, and I've embedded two videos there, which I also found in the YouVersion Bible app. Uh, one kind of gives an overview of Exodus, and the other one is really interesting. Is It explains what is God's holiness. We call so many things holy, but this explains why God is holy. So how does one become pure? Well, through Jesus. You must believe, have faith that Jesus is the Christ and he died taking your sins away forever. You must repent of your sins and stop sinning. Do a complete 180 in your life and surrender your life to him. Be baptized. Wash away the sins. Show the world and yourself that you have died to your old life and are born again in Christ and receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. How do you do this? You invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift and confident hope of eternal life. If you don't know what to say, if you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.
Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24:14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.